podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the post-match for the second leg of Roma vs Liverpool. I'm your host Guy Drinkle and Jesus Christ I need a trip to the hospital. That match has finished me. Um, Good God. Um, But we are through to Kiev. And I've got two excellent guests in Tom Holmes. How are you doing Tom? I'm just about alive which is... Probably more than I can say for you, Guy. So, <laughs> oh, I, I pretty much got life left to me to do this pod and edit it, and then fuck me, I'm done. <laughs> oh, and my other guest, I had him on last time, I called him a regular, and he's back again. How are you doing, Sam? Brilliant, mate. Ne- never in doubt, I was totally calm the whole time. <laughs> I, know oh, mate. I know your Apple Watch is telling a different story. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> What's the Apple Watch saying? <laughs> uh, the ambulance is outside, boys. I bet. They're just <laughs> running to the door. Hang on. <laughs> oh, oh man. Lads, I'm going to start this a bit differently. But Tom, start with you. We're in a Champions League final. We are in the Champions League final by hook or by crook. And those were words that I used before the game. I didn't... <laughs> All the talk in the game has been like, oh, we take literally any result that gets us through tonight. I don't think we quite meant to the. We don't think we quite meant to the lads to go out and get any result that gets us through. I think what we actually meant was, please, please, please get through. <laughs> I mean, a nil-nil would have been nice, <laughs> uh, but no, that'll uh, that'll do for two arse clencher. But Sam, I mean, it's been what eleven years since we were in a Champions League final. Yeah. Mate, we 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 never do it the easy way. We know that, and you know, I I said I'd, I'd take this kind of defeat previously because it's just anything to get to the final. But bloody hell, it doesn't half test your nerves at the end. But you know, they they had some you know some poor decisions against them. But overall, they've they've had two pens in this tie overall that were just jokes, to be honest. So. You know, we we got to look at it, boys. We, we we thoroughly deserve to go through in the end. And it's been a hell of a long 11 years. We, we, we've we had a hodge uh, in charge of the team in that time. A it's been a hell of a long... <laughs> yes. Well, you know, Brendan did some good stuff, to be fair. But, um, you know, we've had Hodgson in the meantime. It's It's been a long time coming, boys. But the Reds are back. And we're in the European Cup final again. And I can't bloody wait. Oh, I feel so weird saying that. So good, though. First time it's back a... under cloth, and we do this. Fuck yeah, me. surreal, isn't it? Surreal. I just think of the European Cup challenges we've done under the other managers, like under Rodgers. It was an absolute joke, wasn't it? Oh. We put a, we put a second string out against Real Madrid away. It was, it was clean off. And we were celebrating a 1-0 defeat, if you remember. <laughs> so... I so mean, we've Colo, come a hell Colo of a long Ture way. made a Liverpool career of a 1-0 to be yeah. the Real Madrid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's oh, cleaned up. 
Tom, I mean, we best get into the actual analysis of the game, but I mean, please do stay in this bite mood. I mean, I'm not going to go harsh on any criticism for anyone. I'll leave that for other people during the middle of the week when it when it cooled down and stuff like that. But Tom, um, Roma start the game probably pretty strongly, probably a bit stronger than last week. Um, I think they had a couple chances, think they'll be controlling the game. And then on the ninth minute, um, I think it's Kolarov with a pass to Nangalan who then screws up a pass. Um, Forster Firmino who then plays in uh, Mane and just a brilliant finish against our, well, our number one goalkeeper target and makes it look easy. Weird start to the game, but what a start to the game. Yeah, I was off my seat. I, well, I mean, I, I barely stayed on my seat to be honest with you, but the first moment that got me completely out of my seat was that Mane goal and it was a perfect start really. Um, it just, I think it really, what it did was it just settled any nerves. It kind of made it clear that, look, this is not a Liverpool team that are going to go, that are going to go down without a fight. This is a Liverpool team that are going to go out there and they're going to score goals tonight and they are going to make Roma work for it. They, it was, it was just a case of, I think that was always, an, I think that was a really important start to make. It was very important in the sense of we needed to basically remind Roma that they are going to have to outgun us tonight and they're going to have to outgun us by three goals and that's extremely unlikely to happen. And there was always that sense throughout the entire night, that we were always likely to add a stick another one in. And I, I felt uh, um, I felt on the hour mark when it was 2-2 and it was very harem scaring. I was thinking, you know what? This isn't going to end 2-2, but I'm pre- pre- pretty confident that if even if Roma score, we can just bag another one whenever we need to. So I mean, I feel like, yeah, that, that opening goal was very, very important in the context of the tie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sam, I mean, it, the goal does come relatively early in the nine minutes, but like, were you feeling nervous before? I mean, we had a free goal buffer, but I mean, I said I was feeling a bit calm um, early on, but there was a feeling that something mad was happening in that game, wasn't there, even before the first goal? Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. I, I don't know what it is about Liverpool and the European Cup, but it was just, it, it always felt like something was going to happen today. It wasn't just going to be a run-of-the-mill as you said, nil-nil or something like that, and just go through to the next round with no drama. There was always going to be drama. Um, we saw glimpses of Roma playing really well in the first leg, and I thought they started really strongly again. You know, Jekko is a bloody handful, and he, he's, he's an mm. excellent player, Jekko. I I'm really, glad really, really... didn't get him. <laughs> yeah, I know. Bloody hell. His, his movement off the ball is exceptional. and He hasn't got any serious pace or anything, but I don't know how he does it. He keeps going off the... Sh- shoulder of, of Trent about three or four times and I don't know whether that's a flaw in Trent's game or what but he was he was bloody excellent so um, I thought the whole game every time the ball went to him my ass was twitching because he, he would just he would not lose the ball any time and he'd just try lays off, try and lay it off, off and they'd get shots in so I was a bit nervous then as soon as Manny scored everyone was like yeah game over that's it but that's all it takes mate is one the dodgy clearance and the freakiest own goal you've ever seen. Just just for the doubts to start creeping back into people's minds. So um and I, I it's something we're we're slowly starting to eradicate as a club is this this panic that we're gonna blow it. But you know, we we've still got a couple of boys in there that <laughs> games that, like uh, that don't help. <laughs> that, yeah, exactly and and to be fair, mate, I think you've just gotta embrace the madness because you know, without that style of play, we wouldn't have got five goals up in the first place. Right. So, you know, it, we got to take the rough with the smooth. If we're going to enjoy 
the amazing goals and the amazing high scoring games, you've got to take the other side of it as well. And to be fair, Roma were home today and I thought they were bloody brilliant for, you know, they put a hell of an effort in today. Um, so we've got to be really proud of the boys. Yeah, we lost the game, but we've gone through the final. We've done what we needed. The last two goals were in the last five minutes and we thought we were already through. So just absolutely delighted with the boys. I'm going to try not to be too negative on a couple of players I thought were poor today because end of the day, we're in the bloody final and let's hope we can go on and win it. Absolutely. Um, Tom, coming to you, before we go on to the the, uh, the comedy goal that uh, Sam mentioned, um, we obviously played Man City in the last, leg, the last round, didn't we? Um, and they were kind of in a similar situation, three goals down, stuff like that, took us back to the Etihad and then we kind of had a half where it was they were controlling it, but we weren't really under threat. And then we kind of just battered them in the second half. But Roma showed today. I mean, I know Roma are inferior to Man City, quite obviously. But how much difference does a stadium make to a team? Jesus Christ! The Stadio Olimpico oh, was absolutely, absolutely mental. Absolutely, the Olimpico was absolutely phenomenal all night long. I mean, the crowd were absolutely outstanding. Uh, and I thought, as you say, Roma were absolutely outstanding. The key difference was. When when um, when Mo Salah scored, City City stopped. City completely stopped in that second yeah. leg. The second it became one one, they needed four goals. They stopped. Roma. When Roma needed four goals in this game, they kept pushing and they kept pushing, and they turned in a stonking performance in that second half. And as much as as much as I feel like we could have played better, I don't think we I don't think we were by any means poor over the course of that second half as a whole. But Roma were terrific throughout the second half, and they buoyed on by the stadium, and they really made it feel like a toxic atmosphere. And I thought. It was a really, really good performance from Roma. And, and the stadium, as you say, made a big difference. But I think it was as much to do with the attitude as anything else. Because Roma had that attitude. Because after Van Adam scored, they could so easily have gone into their shells. They could so easily have stopped. At half-time, they could so easily have stopped. You know, with the, with the game at 2-2 for so long, they could easily have stopped. But they just kept coming. And they kept coming. And even, even you know, even to get that penalty in the 94th minute, 93rd minute, sorry, even then when the game was dead, they kept pushing and they got their rewards at the end. And I thought, I thought they played outstanding tonight. I really thought they did. I thought, um, you know, and they've got this narrative in the Champions League behind them now of how good they've been at home. And they were absolutely terrific tonight. And I feel like, I feel like we rode the storm pretty well overall. I don't, I don't think we by any means played badly tonight. And I don't think by any means we were fortunate. I think tonight we did what we needed to do. We didn't do anything more than that, but we didn't do anything less either. Yeah, yeah, some good points there. I mean, there is kind of similarities between the clubs, um, whereas Anfield seen as a fortress for us, and it has been throughout the whole season. Um, and if the Stadio Olimpico going off tonight is is like that in all in all the big games, you can you can see them <clears throat> rocking up as a force every now and again in Europe like this. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was it seemed like a special atmosphere tonight. I mean, I know Rome's Rome's obviously got the uh, reputation for the fans being. Pretty much bastards, let's be honest. But um, it would probably be one for the bucket list to go to go to one of them games. Um, but uh, yeah, Tom, sticking with you, um, their first goal. I mean, it, if you're going to pick, if you, can, you can't really pick holes in this goal, but it's just absolute comedy, isn't it? The the Milner absolute twatted own goal off his head. Well, I mean, what can you do? It's one of those, isn't it? Um, I thought. If you're going to be super critical, I feel I feel like Trent should have done better in the first place. If you, as I say, if you, you'd have to be super critical to yeah. point any faults in it, but why is Milner stood where he stood would be the question you've got to ask. 
But, you know, it's a complete fluke and it's a complete freak. And this is what I mean. I mean, this is the sort of thing where people will come out of a game like tonight and say Liverpool can't defend. But the four goals we conceded was a free cone goal, a penalty that was never a penalty in a million years, an absolute screamer from 30 yards. And all right, one goal we didn't defend very well. But you know what I mean? It's just frustrating that we get nights like tonight where it's just complete and utter fluke and bad luck and everything seems to go to shit. And defensively, people don't. I mean, we weren't necessarily good enough defensively tonight, but it just doesn't help when you get shit like that happening. That gives the home fans hope as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Sam, you kind of mentioned it um, just before we went to Tom there. Um, it's just an absolute free goal there. I mean, may- maybe later on in the week after cool. Stuff's cooled down, people can pick holes in, in Liverpool's defending, as Tom said, one of the goals especially was quite poor, but I mean, that that's just, that's just now looking back that we're through, it's just funny, isn't it? Yeah, every time they they replayed the goal on the coverage on telly, I was just hearing the Benny Hill music in the back of my head, because it, <laughs> it was just, I, I just hearing that running in the back, because it was so mad, like, what are the bloody chances? Of it hitting off, off Milner's garment head directly <laughs> back into into the bottom corner, you know, it was it was really really unlucky, you know, me quite uh, anti Lovren and I'm, I'm quite biased in that sense. Obviously, I'm I'm, I'm I was disappointed in his part in the goal because he just kicked the ball directly into a bunch of players where obviously he can land anywhere. But to be fair to the guy, if if Van Dijk had done the same thing, maybe I'd have gone. That's bloody unlucky. So I, I think it was just one of them, mate. He did well to get the, to the clearance in the first place to actually prevent them getting on to the, on the end of it. So I, I think I let him off on that one. I thought I thought Lovren was a bag of rags today. He was just really he was more nervous than me, I think. But uh, I thought he played uh, well. To be fair, uh, overall, yeah, I think it might it might be my my bias, mate. But I just thought there's there a couple of things he did. He the, the the ball was just there, and he just left it to the, the Roma player to just run clean through or it was like after half an hour I just, I just think he was adding to the nervousness at the back out, out, out of all of our defenders I think he was probably the best one apart from possibly Ooh. Virgil but it was quite close between two. Ooh, I mean I, I mean they all they, they all made <laughs> they all made mistakes tonight but I don't think yeah. Lovren did a whole lot wrong I think Virgil was the best then. gotta give it a big Virgil yeah Trent was Probably the worst. Let's be honest. Well, no, no, yeah. let's, not, let's not have this conversation. It's a happy, but, happy yeah, situation, uh, isn't it? Let's... As as I said, I don't want to dwell on stuff like that. It's just you know, going forward, we we that was an absolute freak goal. I can't blame the guy really. You know, what are the chances of that happening? I just couldn't believe it. You know, because I thought one 0 up, we're gonna have a nice calm day for a change. You know, at that point they needed four just to draw level to to to, to you know. No, four goals to actually go through. So I thought, no problem. And then we just have to get something like that happen. But, but it's not Liverpool if we haven't got the excitement, boys. You know, we're not going to just glide through. We have to just embrace the madness. And, you know, we've had a hell of a lot of fun this season so far, haven't we? Is it really a game of football if you don't want to be in hospital afterwards? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We're like gluttons for punishment, aren't we? I, like, I, I was remarkably calm, I'll be honest with you. There wasn't any point in that tie where I thought there was a chance we'd lose it. You're, you're to be fair. You're definitely even, but even, even with the penalty, though, was your reaction to the penalty not where well, it's the last kick in the game? No, yeah. no. When he was taking no, the, it, was like, no, no, it was like, no. it was, even when they were taking the penalty, I was like, right, well, that's it then, isn't it? Full time. I yeah, thought but, they'd have 30 seconds to yeah, do I was, something. I was that's right. I thought. <laughs> 
Yeah. But Tommy, you're definitely related to James Milner or something. Fucking dead inside. I like. I like to think I'm related to Mo Salah. Just bicycle. Just oh. never any doubt in my mind. Always offside tonight. <laughs> um, he was pretty poor tonight. Yeah. Uh, There's oh, only, only three offsides, to be fair, and at they, least one of those he was onside. So. They, they played, yeah, they played four at the back for a, a reason today, and they they tried to do a number on him. To be fair, so oh, you know, I definitely signed that man a last Jesus, yeah, he was excellent tonight. Would you? Yeah, I mean, he was all right tonight. He was shit for he was a shit in the first leg, but he was, he was a monster. Like, <laughs> let's not. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think they were. Good. They weren't good defensively tonight. Their goalkeeper made as many saves as Carriers did. They did, but I mean, they have Federico Fazio on the back. That's yeah, but he's that's... actually good now. Is apparently. he? Apparently. Is he? I'm. I'm... Fuck it. Wait, this is just a blind. This is a blind. He wasn't good against us. <laughs> this but... is a blind. This is a blind alley argument because we've probably not seen enough of him, but. Yeah. Tottenham wasn't good. Uh, right, anyway, Tom, coming to you. Your specialist subject. Your favourite player in the oh, world. We're talk about, uh, in the world, your favourite player. Doesn't score away from home and decides to do it on, well, our second biggest stage of the season now because we're in the final. What did I say? What was that said in the group? Every other, every single other shout that everyone has made in the history of this club. Because this is. Thing we do all the time. We'll always talk about Genie's getting an away goal today. Today's the day Genie's getting an away goal. Even if it's a big game, people go, Genie gets an away goal today. Every other shout of Genie getting an away goal can all go to fucking hell. Because what a time to fucking score your first ever away goal. Honestly. Like, absolutely fucking amazing. Uh, I mean, the goal itself was scrappy as hell. It was, it was the shittest terrific. goal ever. Absolutely <laughs> terrific. I, can't, I, I think, was it Jaco just headed it straight to him, not. six yards out? It was like, and he just headed it. Yeah. Do you remember Kite's hat trick of like two yards? It was like one of them goals that Nani. Yeah, yeah, the absolute shit as he got against yeah. the United. That was brilliant. Um, no, yeah, I mean, to be fair to Genie, I thought it was really good tonight. I really did. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Um, overall, he played really well, especially in the first half. He was running the show. So I thought. I mean, I thought. I thought quite a few of our lads played quite well tonight. To be fair, overall, um, I think we fell apart a little bit defensively in the last 10, 15 minutes or so. But that was kind of inevitable given how tired the lads were, and when. You've got a couple of lads who are not ex- no experience in this sort of game. Trent, especially when you put them under pressure. But I thought Genie played really well tonight. I feel like he deserved this goal. But as I say, what, what a fucking time to score it. Like, absolutely genius. Absolutely. And Sam, your, your uh, thoughts on the, the shittest, most important goal ever. Ah, <laughs> oh, I, I was absolutely delighted to see a score, the, the worst goal of the day. It was just scrappiest piece of shit goal, which we never seem to score. You know, we, we're all about looking good and, and scoring amazing goals. It's so nice to just see us bundling a filthy goal. Uh, they, they were all calling for offside. He, first of all, Jacko headed it to him, so it didn't matter. And second of all, he was onside anyway. So, yeah, really, really chuffed for, for Genie especially, because that's just a monkey off his back as well it's just one of those stupid things that just seems to go on and on for, for a hell of a long time like Gareth Bale not winning a game with Spurs or something that, that just doesn't have any real logic behind it so I'm, I'm really happy for him and I think it's a it's a really good reward for a massive upturn in his form over the last couple of months and I think he's you know he's really stepped up now once we've had a few really serious midfield injuries 
he's had no choice but to step up to the plate. And, you know, totally agree with Tom. I thought he, he had a really good game today for us. Yeah, I think he stepped up. I think he does, I think he's one of these players who do, does tend to step up on, on, on the big games. I mean, he, he's not great in these away ties against, well, Stoke, for example, who he obviously just recently played and, and shit like that. But these big games, he does seem to step up and, um, so do quite a few players, to be honest. I mean, <clears throat> over the, over the two games, we've had some excellent performances in there, obviously. <clears throat> but for the rest of the first half, I mean, we probably pretty much saw Roma pretty much dominate the first half and we were just trying to counter um, with Mo and uh, Mane. Um, I think we see Roma hit the post in that in that time. Uh, El Shahari seemed to be... Another, yeah, another, another nearly another hilarious yep. goal from Jimmy Mona that one because he took him fuck off. Yeah. Oh, that God. Yeah. That's yeah. another one for the Benny Hill music for that one as well, <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we see... Yeah, El Shahari hits the post. Who, who seemed to have Trent on toast throughout the game. Obviously, he came, I think he came off when he was, he was knackered as well. Um, but another another focus. I mean, I brought him up before we started recording. Um, in the first half, I, I saw a confidence and a calmness that I've not really seen in a goalkeeper for a while, and especially on this stage that we've not had. Well, we've not had this stage for ages. But at the first half, I was so impressed with Carrius. It's untrue. Just the way, just the calmness and how he was taking everything out the sky. I mean, we we just we were talking about how good Zeko was. I know he was chip for the uh, chip for Ginico, but he he was he was dominant in the air and stuff like that. And Carrius was just coming out and bullying him. Um, so first half and then second half. What were your thoughts on Carrius throughout the game, Sam? Uh, as you said, first half, you know, very good. And I think I kind of disagree with you a little bit there. I thought. Overall, we were actually the better side in the first half. I think the um, the own goal and the deflected shot to hit the post kind of gave an impression that they might have had a bit more of the game than they actually did. But if you looked at the stats, they hadn't even had a single shot oh, yeah, I, I on just, target I in that first the, half. Uh, I meant after the Ginny goal, sorry. Like, they just kind of yeah. controlled it a bit more. Yeah, yeah. But I, I thought I thought we... We were looking promising on the break then, but anyway, yeah. anyway, regard, regard, yeah, regards yeah. to <laughs> to Carius, um, I, yeah, totally agree with you. He's catching the ball; like it takes so much pressure off when he's catching the ball, um, and then and also he did hit a really good punch at one point as well, didn't he? And then that sets us off on a, on a yeah. break. So it's he was making the correct decision, and he was helping me not have a heart attack uh, in that first half. Second half, to be fair to Roma, they really cranked up the pressure and they just went for it. You know, they had to. They had no choice. They were putting bodies around him. They were they were really trying to test the boys. They were putting those diagonals in uh, to Alexander Arnold and really challenging him. And you know, he couldn't deal with it. But you know, I think it would be a bit harsh to just pan him for today. You know, obviously that goal for Jacko, he's he's parried it into him, but. The guy's hit the ball hard towards him. He, he should be parrying it mm-hmm. away from the player, but it, it's 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 nitpicking a little bit. I think just the movement of Jacko again. He predicts where it's going to go, and it's just a cracking finish again. So I, I don't want to be too harsh on the guy. He did have a few wobbles. The bloody thank God Jacko was offside. Well, he wasn't offside, but they yeah. gave him offside when he was was clean through because that's that's something he needs to work on is decision making when players are through like that he comes out of his off his line 
make some really bad decisions when he's never going to get there. Um, so on that one, he, there was no danger, really. The guy who's running a cross goal, he could have just stayed on his line and it wouldn't have been a problem. So got out of jail on that one, thank God. But, you know, overall, mate, I don't, don't think he was that bad. It's just the people who dislike Carrius, a bit like me being unfair on Lovren. I think if, if, you, if you're not a fan of Carrius already, maybe you'll say that he had a really poor second half. Yeah, I think it was my fault anyway because I said at half time that Carrius has been brilliant and then he kind of did that with the, with their with their uh, second goal. <laughs> you're you're uh, really you're really superstitious in you yeah. guy. <laughs> That's really. It was my fault. <laughs> I'm taking that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, thanks, mate. It's a, it's all right. I do my bit for the team. But Tom, we're kind of in a weird situation here. Obviously, our most linked goalkeeper or pro- was before the Jack Button stuff happened, but whatever has been Alisson, who obviously plays for Roma. So we've kind of seen our target goalkeeper and our current goalkeeper. Um, just your thoughts on Carrius and then the goalkeeper situation overall, really. I mean, were you impressed by Alisson over the two legs? It, it is a tough one, isn't it? Um, I mean, if you look at Alisson over the two legs, I don't think he was brilliant. He made a couple of good saves tonight. But equally, could he have done better for Genie's goal? Maybe, being a bit harsh. Um, he had that moment late on where he nearly gave the ball straight to Salah, which was a bit hectic. Um, I, I mean, I mean, clearly Allison is a better keeper than Carrius. The question is, by how much is he a better keeper? Does he fit the system well enough? And is he worth the amount of money that he's going to take to improve on that goalkeeping situation? And those are all big questions that I'm not sure they can necessarily be answered. <sighs> Carrius is a really frustrating player, like like a few Liverpool players, in that I, I can see he's got good stuff in him, but then there's still some bad stuff. I don't think he was terrible tonight, Carrius. I think he made a couple of good stops. I think for the second goal, maybe he could have done better, but equally, it's a tough one. I feel like he palms it away into a decent enough area. It's just it's just annoying that Jacko's in the right position. I think maybe VVD should have done better there. But um, And then obviously with the penalty one, I feel like it, the problem with someone like Carrius is, is if your goalkeeper's going to be that exposed that often, he is going to make mistakes. That's yeah. the thing. If you're going to put your goalkeeper in that kind of situation, as often as we do put him in those kinds of situations, he is going to make mistakes because no goalkeeper is perfect. I mean, look at someone like De Gea, for example. Obviously, De Gea is a world-class keeper, but how many times does he end up in situations where he's having to charge out and make those kinds of saves? Most of his saves are made from on his line just because of the way United defend it, which obviously means that he makes a lot of good saves, but often his saves are more likely to be from close range rather than ones where he's having to charge out and make. So maybe they're the kinds of saves that as a goalkeeper you want to make, if that makes sense. Because as a goalkeeper, you want to be you want to be making saves where you're in control of the save. You don't want to be having to make decisions like do you charge out to the edge of your penalty area to, to deal with those kinds of situations. So it is a difficult one from Carrius' perspective. He, he probably should have, should have done better with the second one. Um I would love for us to sign a goalkeeper in the summer, but I, I stand by this. If we're going to sign a goalkeeper, it can't be just a goalkeeper. It's got to be someone who is in that De Gea of like Allison. if you're going to say he's good enough to go in their calibre, because there's no point signing a goalkeeper who's like a Jack Butler. Because do we have the sort of money? Are we the sort of club that has the sort of money to go out and spend enough money on a goalkeeper to supplant carriers? Because I don't think there are any goalkeepers good enough I don't think there are any goalkeepers out there that are better than Carrius in our budget. That's the point. Because I don't think our budget is high enough to go out and sign a goalkeeper that we would need to improve on Carrius. Because I don't think there's any 
point spending 35 million on Butland. That's a waste because Butland's not significantly better than Carrius. He's just not. He might be better than Carrius, but is he 35 million quid better than Carrius? I don't think he is. So, yeah, that for me is the issue. And that for me is where I'm torn because I, I would like to see us get a better goalkeeper. But I'm not sure, we, as I say, I'm not sure we've got one available for the money that we'd have to spend to get one. No, some interesting points. Um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a weird situation. I think that's the best way of saying it. It's, um, Carrius has obviously shown, especially in his Premier League form, that he's, he's, he's more than capable. And, well, the, the days of minulacing seem years ago now, even more they weren't. Um, still scarred. Um, but yeah, Carrius is making. Um, me forget about the Minula days quite quickly, and I'm I'm happy with I'm happy with Carriers, but as you say, you can't you can't ever turn down the possibility of getting a world class player regardless regardless of position. But I don't think I suppose the the counter argument is you know we spent 75 million on Van Dyke, we've already got a front three that we know are good enough to win us the league. Mm. Why why don't we spend another 70 million on a goalkeeper? Why not? We, well, we've already the, spent that, 50 if, on the centre mid. You know what well. I'm, yeah. Exactly, you know what I mean? If we're willing to spend that sort of money on the defence, which is clearly our weakest area, why aren't we willing to spend it on a goalkeeper, even though Cause, cause it's maybe not a position you should be spending that kind of money? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, that in a bit, I imagine. But you know what, yeah. you know what I mean? What, you know, it's, it's just, it's a, it is a difficult situation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it's a weird one, but we'll, we'll move on from carriers. I think a mixed day at the office, but I thought, well, I, I worried what would have happened if we had our other goalkeeper. And I'd, I'd put it that way, but yeah, happy, happy days were through. Um, if, if we went out, we'd probably be all battering carriers, let's be honest. Um, but um, yeah, obviously it's too old now with the goals, and this is where the tide kind of turns. We see um, Oxford, uh, Oxford, Trent Alexander-Arnold kind of continue to struggle a bit. I mean, we've, we've seen that with our young fullbacks this season, they kind of... They kind of have these moments, and that's expected. I mean, they're both now in the 19 and 20 with, with Gomez and Trent. They've had um, dodgy moments throughout. Um, but we kind of get through that. Uh, <clears throat> I think they bring on uh, Under, who obviously had a disappointing first leg. He, he kind of add, adds to a bit. Um, Stefan El Sharawi continues to be good. Um, we, we seem to be struggling to get Salah into the game at this stage. I mean, he was pretty much, I think he was swapped. Um, to the strike of Ben Firmino to try and help Trent at, at this point. But um, Sam, coming to you, I mean, we we kind of said Salah was human early on, but it was a weird game for him tonight, wasn't it? He, he was making movement and stuff like that. There was a couple passes I noticed um, later on that we weren't we weren't finding him with, but he, he just seemed a little bit off it today, didn't he? Yeah, I think he was massively outshone by Mane today. Uh, he, t- to be fair, as we said earlier, I think they were very much targeting him. They had a plan for Salah today. You know, they were doubling up on him massively. And Salah was really, you could tell he was desperate for a goal today. So maybe he wasn't making the correct decisions when he should have maybe passed it. He he was kind of going himself a bit. But I I think a lot of it, we have to just give credit to Roma. I thought they, you know, they they were pretty silly the way they set up at Anfield. And they they Mm -hmm. just played into our hands massively so you know they learned their lesson and as soon as I saw they had four at the back today I thought right okay we will probably have it a bit more difficult uh, but but to be fair in the first half an hour or so we had a bloody bucket load of counter-attacking opportunities that we kind of squandered so it, it, you know he wasn't sharp today I think there's no doubt about that combination of his own performance and just the amount of kicking he got <laughs> from the Roma players that they were allowed to get away with 
So, you know, it, it's, it's one of those ones. I think we can let him off having a quiet game today, mate. Um, the, the, the bit that frustrated me today more than anything was uh, near the, the tail end of the game, some of the decision-making we were, we were actually making regards to just taking the ball into the corners. <laughs> like, even when Milner just turned into a, a robot again and made an absolutely exceptional run... Rather than then just running into the corner, he, he then tried to pass it through and, and set us away for another goal when there was only two minutes left on the clock. So I, I think that's something that this team is slowly getting better at, is, is just learning how to manage a game. But, you know, it's still something that, that we need to work on, basically. You know, we're getting better. And end of the day, boys, we must be pretty decent at it because we're in the bloody final. So I, I need to remember that. It's, it, it's very... Pretty much nitpicking here, uh, but overall, mate, you know, we, we got to be so happy with this. You know, it, it's absolutely brilliant. I've I've actually got a stag do booked in Liverpool on the 26th of of May. Funnily enough, oh god, uh, and I and we joked about four months ago that uh, <laughs> oh, oh Champions Champions League final that weekend, so we'll be in Liverpool when Liverpool in the Champions League. Massively tongue in cheek, and uh, that's exactly where we are. Happy days. Oh, <laughs> uh, you can fuck off the stag do for a, for a couple for a couple hours. <laughs> well, if I can get if I can get to Kiev, then uh, I'll sack off the, the stag do altogether. <laughs> Zero uh, back, lads. I'll join. I'll meet you guys in the next bar. I'm going to stop Kiev yeah. for a few hours. Yeah. Uh, John Lennon, bloody brilliant. Um, but yeah, Tom, coming at you. I mean, on the other on the other side of the attack. I mean, we had Salah who seemed off it tonight um, slightly, but on the other side, as Sam said, Mane was on it again. He, he was he was our dangerous player. I mean, he was kind of running behind. He was, he was just all over the pitch today, wasn't he? He was absolutely brilliant. He really was absolutely brilliant. I mean, his opening goal just kind of typified his night. He beat Nyangland about three or four times, just left him for dead. His running was terrific. He got himself in brilliant positions. I thought he was unlucky a couple of times not to... Not to but he worked so damn hard as well. He tracked back so much all night. I thought he helped out Robertson really, really well. Um, and maybe that's partly why they targeted our right-hand side. Maybe it's not. It's hard to really say. But he was just absolutely terrific tonight. He really was. And he's such... He's one of those players who's almost gone under the radar this season because of how good Bobby and Mo have been. And we all know how good Sadio is already, if that makes sense. But he's just had a really top season. And I, I just love him. He's such a brilliant player. And one of my favourite bits are actually about Sadio tonight was he he did two bits of absolute bastardry quite late on when he just rolled over and just kept rolling and he, he played dead like twice and I'm, I'm like I think someone someone in the group chat posted oh my god is Sadio injured and I was like nah he's just been a bastard and I love it like he just was so good tonight he really was um and obviously the goal was such an important moment in the match and he took it really well because that's not any like it's one of those things where it's almost underappreciated that he finishes that because it's one of the things you just expect a player of Sadio's quality to stick that in the back of the net from where he was. But it was not a, not an easy goal, especially at that pivotal moment in the tie. Because from from Sadio's perspective, that and at the time that felt like the goal that won the tie almost. So you know, in that position, I I just thought he was terrific all night. Yeah, he he was bloody brilliant. I mean, we'll probably talk about man of the match um, for the entire tie later on. But I mean, man is definitely in there. Um, and uh, we'll probably <laughs> well for me anyway. He's definitely top two, top three uh, contenders for that. But we'll, we'll get on to that. Um, but speaking of bastards, Tom, um, 
there's a thunderbust from Raja Nangal and that makes it 3-2. I mean, Jesus Christ. That's just an absolute twat of a goal, isn't it? That, that was the moment when I did start to worry a little. A little bit. Not loads, because I thought we still had time to control the match. But, but yeah, that was a really, really good hit. And it was really frustrating, because I thought we defended them pretty well in for a lot of the second half, and that we were restricting them to a lot of long shots. And it's just frustrating when one of those long shots ends up in the back of your stick, doesn't it? And off the post, and it's like, well, you know, there's nothing we can do about that. But it, it was just crazy. Um, and obviously, but I, yeah, it was just one of those where it was like, you know what, we... The game had died. That was the most frustrating thing. We'd managed to kill the game at this point. The last 10 minutes leading up to the Niagara and goal, we had managed to stifle them a bit. Obviously, they look, they kind of look dangerous throughout, but we had kind of stifled them a bit. And then he goes and does that and just lights to steady him up again. And it's just so frustrating. New England had a weird game today. He was one of those who had a really, really fucking weird game. Cause obviously he, he cost them the first goal. Then he goes and does that. And he had, yeah, and he, he had he had a decent game overall, I think. But yeah, he kind of showed that he could nightmare. probably be better than Roma, but he also showed why he's at Roma. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think he's a really no, good agree. player, but he's a not not the best to showcase it. But he, he he did have some really good moments today, and I think him playing actually in midfield did help him quite a lot. Um, but yeah, Sam, coming to you, my reaction to the goal was. At first, I thought Carrius like fucked up massively, and then they kind of kept showing replays, and I was just like, "Yeah, if he dived like twenty minutes before that goal, he was not saving <laughs> it." <laughs> oh, mate, it is a hell of a goal. Like, the ball was rolling across his body. To eat. the timing of that strike was fantastic. There's n- absolutely nothing Carrius could have done to save. It doesn't matter who's in goal. You're not, not saving that, mate. It's a hell of a strike. Absolutely. So you know, it, off the post as well. You know, it, it's banging the corner. There's zero you can do about that. Nothing we could have done to defend it. It was just out of nothing, basically. The game was just fizzling out into a nice, comfortable win for us, and then that just gave a, a little twitch. You know, we were like, "Oh, hang on." First, first thing I did was look straight up to the clock <laughs> just to see how much time was left. And I think it was like 85th minute, was it 86th minute around that kind of time. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. So I thought, I thought, just don't concede another one. <laughs> just, just, just have a quiet five minutes. Uh, and of course, we we, we didn't, did we? <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> we didn't. Um, but Sam, sticking with you, obviously they go on to score another one. But um, yeah, we'll kind of expand this into one other thing. The referees in in both. Legs were shockingly shit, weren't they? Let's be <laughs> honest. Like, yeah. in the first leg, obviously, they got a dodgy penalty. Um, fortunately, it didn't, didn't impact the, uh, the match tonight, that, uh, the match overall that much. But, um, again, their last goal was, again, a fucking dodgy as fuck penalty. Clavan basically arms tucked in as much as he can when jumping. Yeah, uh, and it brushes, it barely touches him, and he gives a penalty. Yeah, and we saw it throughout the all night, didn't we? There was offsides given that weren't offside. This is for Roma as well. I'm, I'm not being biased here. Roma should have had a penalty off, off uh, which one was given offside? The Zeko one, and uh, the Jacko, yeah, yeah. More, more was given offside a few times when he wasn't. Uh, it, it, it was, it's just a mess and. We've joked that you wait for referees that like uh, are helping us and stuff like that, which in the Man City time may have been evident. But but 
it could have got out of hand tonight, couldn't it? Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to concentrate on saying we got away with it. You know, the the Trent Tambor on the line. You know, that oh, yeah, was a yeah, ma- that, that. that was a massive cock up by them. I couldn't believe we got away with that. So fair enough that one. Fair enough. Jacko was given offside before he was through on Carius. I don't know whether that Carius had seen the flag go up and it kind of affected his decision making there. I I don't know. So that's hard to say because the flag was up quite early on that one. But to be fair, Mane an absolute stonewall penalty Absolutely. where he got shoved but two hands in the back. You know, we get that penalty in the first half. The other things would have become irrelevant. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. th- there's a lot of decisions that were really poor. Their their penalty for Milner in the first leg, he couldn't move out of the way of that. <laughs> so it's an absolute joke. His arms were by his side and it just hit his body and into his arm. Never a pen. The one today with Clavan, there's a guy stood about three yards away from him. That is his job, is to look at that. And just because it's hit his hand... It doesn't make it a penalty. You know, they had one, I think it was nine Galan. It hit his arm in the penalty mm. box. I was saying never a penalty in a million years because it just deflected off one of their players up into his body and touched his arm. There was no movement towards the ball. It, you know, you can't just give penalties because it's touched their arm. Because back when Suarez used to do it, he used to scoop the ball up all the time into that kind of area. If they give penalties every time he did that, we'd have had bloody shitloads. So, yeah, the... It was, it was a bit of a shambles, mate. And I think the the more times when important games, these kind of crazy decisions get do get made, I think that the case for VAR is just going to snowball. And I think it, it, it's coming. We know it's coming. They just need to iron out all the creases. And it's a bit of a mess in itself at the moment. But in the long run, I think it'll benefit Liverpool as a club mm-hmm. for VAR to come in because... In most games, we are the dominant team and we've been screwed over so many times this season with some penalty decisions and some really dodgy decisions in in some of the draws that we've had in the league. So for me, you know, we, we need to bring VAI in. Obviously, you're going to get some games where it screws you over, but overall, I think we will benefit more from that because we tend to be in the ascendancy in games more often than not. Yeah, I think there's a room. I think there's a reason why uh, Man United and Spurs didn't want it coming into the Premier League. <laughs> uh, but I think we were we were one of the team's um, champion in it, which kind of uh, summarises stuff well. Um, but yeah. Tom, your thoughts on the referee? I mean, pretty much as yeah, as Premier League um, watchers, we mention referees every game, don't we? But. I think it's one of those where it's one of those where both teams will look at it different ways. There'll be Man United and Man City fans fans out there, maybe not Roma fans because they seem like decent folks, but there'll be Man United and Man City fans out there whining about the two panoramic decisions Roma did get tonight, uh, didn't get tonight, sorry, whereas Liverpool will be thinking, well, hang on a minute, that last minute penalty was an absolute joke, the Milner one last week was an absolute joke, the Mane one was an absolute joke, so there was, you know, there was about four or five bad decisions, there was one really early on where, where Genie went over Schick and Schick was nowhere near the ball, and that was right on the edge. So I think that oh, could have I been given. That, yeah. that was a free. That... I think that was a free kick just outside, but either way, it was yeah. atrocious, and the, the the ref didn't give it. Um, I think there was at least one offside tonight that got, we got slightly mugged off with. I can't remember which one it was. Um, might have been Sadio. Um, but yes, there was about four or five decisions that the ref didn't get right. But I thought overall, over the course of the time, they evened each other out. Um, I just say it's just you know what I. It's it's hard to care when we're through and it's hard to care when you know that the people who 
you think we were lucky tonight, don't have a leg to stand on. For me, that's for me, that's what it is. Do you know what I mean? There's no point. We can argue about it until the sun comes up. But I think a, it's an argument that we'll win, and b, it's an argument we don't need to make because. Oh, we line, are playing Real Madrid next, though. Who are? Oh, we're gonna get mugged. I'm gonna off. say absolutely, lo- I'm absolutely gonna say lucky. Off, I'm gonna say lucky in air quotes. <laughs> um, you mean you mean because Bayern should have had two Stonewall penalties last night? Yeah, should I say corrupt? Is that probably a better word? <laughs> um, <laughs> It's probably un- let's not let's not let's yeah. not piss off the corrupt before we get you know mugged off in the final. Let you know what you know. What, I think the bottom line the bottom line is, and for me for me this is the most important thing is that over the two legs we thoroughly fucking deserved it. Thoroughly fucking deserved it over yeah. the two legs. Like and the the bottom line is if the refs get their decisions right in the first leg it's it it's not even close tonight because Roma don't have to you know yeah because if it finishes. 5-1 in the first leg, we get that early goal, that's it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But lads, I think we'll, we'll finish with the raw, with the uh, two legs. Um, obviously they scored their penalty, obviously made it 4-2, which was the last kick of the game. Um, just to compound the heart attack. But, um, lads, um, I won't, I won't go man of the match for tonight because I imagine it'll be Mane. Um, I can't really think of anyone else. <laughs> um, Def, def, definitely, maybe yeah. Genie, but definitely Mane for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but man of the match for the for the entire tie then, because um, we had a, a lot of good performances. I mean, the first leg, the midfield was pretty damn special. Um, more stepped up and stuff like that. So, Sam, coming to you, who, who's your man of the match for the entire tie then? <laughs> Yeah, because we we gave it a Salah uh, for the first leg, didn't we? Because he was just immense. Um, but obviously, a you know, quiet game today. I I'd probably it's it obviously the the more recent game kind of sticks in your mind more. But you know, yeah. Mane actually he did have a good a good game. I know he missed a couple of chances in the first game, but he was still creating them. You know, I remember he had a one on one which he made a hell of a flick on just to get himself through in the first place where he scooped it over the bar. So I, I think I'd give it a money over the two legs. I think he's been absolutely key to our our game, and I think he's the one, even when it doesn't quite come off, that that releases the extra space then, in order for Firmino and Salah to uh, to function. So over the two legs, I think I'd give it a Sadio. Oh, that's definitely fair. And Tom, who are you thinking? That's quite annoying. I wish I hadn't said Sadio. Because um, <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking, I, I was thinking it's, I was thinking it's between Mo and Bobby, and it's not even close for anyone else because I don't think anyone else was good enough over the two legs. I think ultimately we won the game in the first leg. We won the tie in the first leg, really. And I don't think, I don't think Sadio was close to Mo or Bobby in the first leg. So for me, it's between Mo and Bobby. Um, I think Mo was better in the first leg, but I thought Bobby was excellent tonight. So over the two legs, I think I'm going to give it to Bobby. Just. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I may go a bit left field and say Ginny Vijnaldum. Nice. Because he was. I think, I think he was our best midfielder at night. And I think when he obviously came on for Oxlade, and he, 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 it probably his best performance I've seen in a Liverpool shirt, but. I'm just going to say it to be different, but I'd say Manu myself. He was very, he was very good. Yeah. Very good in both Yeah. So I'll, I'll say Ginny to be different, but I think Manu deserves it for me. You know, um, you know the the mad thing about Manu, he's gone from last season being, you know, the, our absolute key man, 
and our probably our best player last season. And this season, he's gone weirdly underrated somehow. I don't know how it's happened. I think it's just because Bobby and Salah have been insane. Like they, they've been just absolutely incredible. So out of nowhere, Mane's become a bit underrated, and people are saying, "Oh, he's not the same as last season." Or, and he's better than the last season, guys. <laughs> he's better than last season as well. So it's it's. It just goes to show how bloody incredible this front three is, boys, that where, well, me, not me personally, but a lot of people are underrating Mane. The guy has had a hell of a season again. You know, he's a, a live wire. So, you know, we really need to just enjoy this because we've, we've got a special front three there, boys. Absolutely. Absolutely. And moving and coming on with the front three, they've kind of fired us into this final. They've been the key man throughout our entire season. I mean, any, any attacking team's front, front line is obviously the key man. Um, but Tom, coming to you, did, did you watch the other semi-final, uh, Bayern, um, Rio? Uh, I didn't watch the first leg like, I watched last night though, yeah. Right. So we'll talk about our opponent, which is Real Madrid, um, and any, Frailties you saw there. Obviously, we saw Bayern Munich. They should have went through. Let's be honest. Uh, Bayern ripped and Bayern ripped them apart. Yeah. Um, weaknesses. Um, it's a tough one with them. Um, they're clearly a very, very good team, but they're clearly very, very structurally weak. Um, they're very, they're not very tactical. They're not very um, technical. What they tend to do is they just tend to attack, attack, attack. They have a very, they have a very, very strong mentality, and that for me is one of the big issues. Um, they're going to be a very massive, massively focused on individual performances, which is going to be important because they've got a lot of really, really top, strong individuals. Um, pace, I think that's going to be a key issue. Pace in wide areas as well. Overlapping fullbacks could be very, very important because in, especially in that Bayern game, they were very, very susceptible to overlapping fullbacks, and I think Robbo in particular. Depending on if Carvajal's fit for the final or not, Robin could have an absolute field day. Mo could have an absolute field day against Marcelo. Um, so yeah, it really is if we can exploit the wide areas properly and really, really expose them. Um, I think what might suit us is that they, they're very, very good at defending aerial balls in. So if we can maneuver them a little bit, their centre backs might struggle. Um, in terms of midfield, that's what we, that's the big battle. Because we know their attack is going to have the chances to score against us. We know we can score against them. The question is the midfield, and it's a tough one. Because I think we've got the individual players to really hurt their midfield and really cause them problems. But they're very, very hard to press. So it's going to be a very, very interesting battle. Um, Personally, I think what might suit us is that they're defensively, they struggle for quick transitions. So... I think we've got the quick transitions on us to really, really cause some problems. Absolutely. And Sam, coming to you, I'm going to give you the negative job. Um, I'm not sure how much you've seen of Real Madrid, but obviously their threats are known. Marcelo, Ronaldo, Benzema, any bloody Spanish midfielder who's there. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. Um, Cruz, Modric. Um, where can they hurt us? I mean, we, we don't want, we didn't want to touch on our, on our, Negativity, negative side tonight, but we saw the frailties in Trent Alexander-Arnold, in Dejan Lovren, even in yeah. Jordan Henderson a little bit. Um, they they can hurt us massively, can't they? Of course they can. Um, that, that's obviously something that we 
you know, might be concerned at, but I think that was that was one of the strengths of this Roma side was Jacko is so bloody good at holding the ball up and and taking down these these long diagonals. Um Ronaldo's obviously the biggest concern. He's the guy that just steps up and pulls something out of the bag in the big game. So obviously he's the guy I'm worried about. You know, they're going for their third Champions League in a row. The guys have got the experience to do it. So, you know, obviously I'm worried about him. Uh, Benzema actually yesterday showed a lot more pace than I realised he had. I, I didn't think he really had much gas, but he, I thought uh, yesterday he actually looked like he had a bit of pace about him. But, um, yeah, so obviously they're a, they're a concern, but they're not a patch on the team they were last year. So I do think that we've, we're in with a shout. I'm not as going as far as some of the bookies are making Liverpool favourites for the game somehow. You know, I wouldn't say that. They've they've got way too much experience to not be the favourites in this game. You know, going for a third in a row. But uh, just wanted to say that obviously Bayern should have gone through yesterday. I thought they were by far the better side, and I couldn't believe that they ended up going out due to that absolute goalkeeping howler uh, that they had. Oh, and just, horrendous. can you imagine if Carius had done that? We'd have absolutely lost our shit, wouldn't we? It was, it was just a pass back. And what I thought what happened was he went to, to, to gather it with his hands and then remembered that he can't grab it with his hands. So then he tried to swing a leg at it when it had already passed his legs. We didn't either. <laughs> it's absolutely mental. So, um, yeah, so let's just be grateful with the keeper we have got at the moment and we didn't have anything that extreme happen boys uh, and you know we, we can get at this side you know, we can definitely get at that Real Madrid side yes I'm worried about a threat to Ronaldo but I, I really think that we've got the type of style of play that can really get on to them so fingers crossed boys we've got a hell of a good chance going into the final absolutely lads and just just to finish off um, are you confident Tom uh, <laughs> oh fucking hell! Um, yeah, sure, why not? I've been confident all season. Uh, it, it would break character for me not to be confident now. Good stuff. And Sam, are you confident? Yes. Uh, um, I think we're, we're definitely going to get some goals in this final. Uh, the only thing that's kind of playing on my mind, and again, it's just superstitious bullshit, really. So I shouldn't have it playing on my mind, but. I know Klopp's got a bit of a bad run recently of of losing finals, hasn't he? And he's he's lost two with us actually. Um, so it, it's one of those things that I just I'm just desperate for them to to get it done now. You know, we're we're in the bloody Champions League final again. I can't believe it. Eleven years in the making. We've got a team that's really special, but it's just it's going to be one of those ones where even if we're like two 0 up with ten minutes left. We're not going to be sitting comfortably, are we, boys? Let's be honest. No, no fucking chance. I'd so, feel better if we. I'd feel better if we weren't playing the jammiest team known to man. Yeah, I know exactly, exactly. But it hasn't helped that we've just recently gone back into this rut of conceding late goals. Like I thought we'd put that to bed since since Van Dijk came in, we were getting better and better, and we'd stop. But you know, we've had it a couple of times now recently. West Brom today again. Where, where, where we seem to be flagging in the last 10 minutes of games and that's something you know we really need to work on for next season where you know when we are getting these leads we're not 
burning out and, and losing control of the matches next season. But I think that's something that will be helped a lot by getting Naby Keita in and maybe another good uh, controlling midfielder that will just keep us in control of matches when we are starting to retire. But, you know, coming on to the final, mate, we're going to bloody do it and we're going to bring home number six. Good stuff, good stuff, and hope we'll be well rested by then. But uh, we'll we'll finish up there, lads. I'll let, I'll let you uh, I'll let you come in with uh, plugs and stuff like that before I finish with the best quote I have ever seen in the history of football. Tom, any plugs for you, mate? Fuck me. Um, it's been that sort of night. I honestly can't think <laughs> straight. Um, I, I I'm just like I'm so knackered. I'm so so fucking done. Um. Uh, the writers pod will be out, uh, hopefully Friday morning. Um, so hopefully tomorrow by the time this is out. Um, yeah, that's, uh, go listen to the writers pod. It's a really good show every week. We always discuss really interesting stuff because we always get really good writers on. We've got one or two really good writers lined up for this week as well. And it's always a good show. So yeah, please give it a listen. Me and Liam work really hard on it. Yeah, I'm the producer for that show. It's always great content, great debate. Um, Always some arguments, especially with the, especially with certain guests. <laughs> um, but Sam, Name, you, naming absolutely no name, just just everyone. <laughs> uh, but Sam, coming to you, you got anything um, writing wise? I I was going to write something after the Stoke game, but then with this game coming up, I just thought it was absolutely pointless. <laughs> it was just I was thinking about this game so much, so I, I will get something written now after this game. Uh, it, it's something that should be easy to write about, to be honest. Uh, the only other thing, I've been listening a lot to AI Pro recently, and you've absolutely got to subscribe. But uh, honestly, it's absolutely fantastic. There's so much stuff on there now. And obviously, with the Champions League final coming up, you, you're you not going to get a better time to subscribe to AI Pro. So get on that. Uh, and if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Sambo Evans. Absolutely good stuff. And thanks for listening, everybody. And I'm going to leave you with this. This is a quote from our hero himself, Virgil van Dijk, on Dutch television. First time, first time we've lost in the Champions League, but to be honest, I don't give a bloody fuck. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Podcast Network.